mom, dad. Can I take my earrings off? Real no. Quick. No. Okay. Are we ready? So, um, we, uh, tonight, I want to talk to my mom and my dad about how they met. Mom, dad, can you please give us a story? It's a great story. Well, it's, it's, I never dated in high school and I sort of had given up on guys in general because I had to, uh, had very strict parents and, and was pretty shy and... And you were not very attractive. Right. And I, um, so I agreed to go out on a double blind, blind date, my a f- third party sort of took pity on me and I wasn't allowed to go out almost period and I was certainly wasn't allowed to go out on blind dates so Jack you can take it from here what was a classic arranged relationship arranged by not a parent but by a peer and it started off actually with a pre-meeting before the high stakes going to the movies we met at a basketball game and my friend and I were late because of automobile problems. Is that the true story, though? What do you mean, is that a true story? That is true. You have to check someone out. I mean, even though I didn't I mean, date and I didn't have boyfriends, there was I mean, pride involved. That's a story that I knew, but really, weren't you guys like maybe smoking a little weed or <laughs> no. were you guys just like, you know, no. being late or what? Oh, no, no, no. We had, I, my older brother had come to town. He preempted uh, use of the family car. Bryce had a problem with his car. His mother's Corvair, unsafe at any speed, had spiderwebbed <laughs> the windscreen. And so uh, we had car problems and we got there late. And the two girls, one of whom was Karen, were on the verge of, we met them actually in the lobby. I said, they were we're all, leaving. And we don't you know. wait, but so. but Sim, an important part of the story is that they had not determined which. So they're on this double blind date. They had not determined who was going to be with whom. Well, that's not quite accurate. <laughs> um, my friend was substantially shorter than I, and so it was kind of understood that Karen would be my date because her friend Ray was shorter than Karen. And also the description of Karen, which I had received, strongly inclined me toward the tall blonde. Yeah, smoking hot. (laughs) So at the basketball game... I was a perfect child. I didn't do anything. (laughs) But so you guys hit it off at this basketball game, and and then the next thing you know, you're skiing. Well, I was dazzled. Um, We had a wonderful conversation she made me cheer for her her uh, friends on the high school team i was a big time college boy at this i point. figured he is so good looking he is never gonna want to date me so why no pay attention mom to really absolutely i said so you i had, had a- no idea that at, like you looked like yeah. a playboy bunny that is so wrong. The next but I, I just figured he's not going to like me, so why be nice to him? Well, she was nice enough uh, to make me feel comfortable. And the next night we went to the movies. And we had a wonderful time. We went to see It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, which continues to be a favorite. And uh, We're old. <laughs> but I was, um, I was too shy and too nervous and too intimidated by her beauty to risk asking so for the phone number. True. So I I filched the phone number from the third party who arranged all of this the next day and called her up and took the great plunge to ask her out for a date, a real date, not a a no longer blind date. But then I had to introduce him to my parents, who were never easy, and I came up with the name Maferis, because I couldn't remember his name. Wait, you you didn't... I, I called him Jack Maferis. I wasn't entirely clear on her name either, but that didn't really matter. <laughs> Names were very you, secondary. You guys didn't... No, I, I love this. All right, all right. So it's Jack Maferis, and what was mom? 
we got this sorted out before it came to your birth certificate. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly... She was, I think, I didn't understand her. Her maiden name was Bathurst, as you know. But I thought it was maybe Bathers. I just didn't get that straight either. It's all very confusing. Okay, so now this makes sense. So then you decide to punish me with Anna. (laughs) I think... Millions of fans would disagree that your name is a punishment. You're named after your grandmother, and she spelt it A-N-N-A, and it was pronounced Anna. Well, now So to, just so to swing good. back and, and, and put a bow on this early stage, we, this was 1964, just before Christmas. I asked her out for the night after Christmas. Were you nervous? Oh, very nervous. And I was prepared emotionally for a potential shutdown. Or at least, you know, the vague demurl. Let me get back. Let me check my calendar. <laughs> but, you know, she said yes. And so I was so ebullient that um, I called her back 20 minutes later and said, would you like to go skiing on Sunday? And in fact, I think I asked her if she did ski. She lied and said that she did. And we had a wonderful time skiing. And from if that I'd point on... If I said no, what would have happened? <laughs> I would have said, well, let me teach you how to ski. Yeah, and he, Mom, I mean... I'm telling you, faking you skiing are a in Washington State. And <laughs> so and so I bet that Dad was... And Dad was unbelievably handsome. It still is. You guys were just we got, a match. We got heaven, very lucky. And, um, and I, I bet that any way you played it, but I love it that you played it proud. You're like, yeah, I can ski. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so three and a half years later, we were married. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, we were, it was, he got a, a opportunity to go to grad school and it was just lucky. And then he got drafted. <laughs> oh, yeah. But. We were literally, um, I, I guess, I guess you could say, love at first sight. And I just thought, well, it's true. I, I haven't had any boyfriends, but you know, this guy, who would not want to be with him? And you'd be an idiot to blow that. And so, what is it? Two thousand and eighteen. We will have our fiftieth wedding anniversary. Hopefully, yeah. But um, oh, hopefully, from Washington State. I think so. What party are you going to throw us, darling? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just know that I am incredibly fortunate that I have um, parents that love each other and set a, a great example on how to how to love in a in a beautiful way. I know that Sim does too. We talk a lot about this about how um, his parents have a, an amazing relationship and they also feel incredibly protective and um, <laughs> over their own children and, and maybe <laughs> love us a little too much. I think deep down, Ann and I love that, though. Of course. How could you not? <laughs> <Yes>. Thank you. <laughs> but, but it definitely puts pressure on uh, you know our, our, the, the people that come into our lives because... I think, Don't you though, think you should be eating a little bit more? <laughs> I think in relationships, though, not often can you get as lucky as we did. But however you find someone, um, don't let it go and, and be kind. The best advice, if you want a little bit of advice, that this guy over here gave me was when I was maybe not so nice. He said you would not treat your best friend that way. So, Mom, normally that's the kind of thing that a man has to say is say to a woman. Um, but you were defensive. You had your guards up. You were mm-hmm. like, maybe this guy is too good to be true. Maybe, Absolutely. like he's you. You had well, and and I was from the other side of the tracks and so you know that that also gives you a a kind of a complex you know growing up the way I did and so you sort of look at life with kind of a cynical eye (laughs) that is true (laughs) 
I don't trust anyone. No. <laughs> No, my mom, oh gosh, there there were so many mantras used to say to me, something like, um, you would say, well, if it sounds too good to be true, then it is. Um, like, <laughs> only idiots play the lotto. Like, you know, there were all kinds of things. Like, and take your vitamins. Yeah, like, but you were never cruel enough to say to me, if you want to be an actress, it's not going to work out for you. But you did temper my expectations which was good for me I wanted we both wanted you to finish college first and and of course I'm you're an amazing writer and a wonderful amazing actress so you could do anything you want amazing and but Sim's parents would say the same mm -hmm. thing about him like it's a wonderful gift yeah so you know, you, you got your degree in English literature, which I'm so proud of. And then you pursued, you know, got in your little Honda and drove down to Big Bad Hollywood. Gave up a job in London to do it. Yeah. Paths. That's a topic. <laughs> Paths where you choose. It are and I love Huge. it that you guys believed in me that you were like, goodbye, see ya. No, I was scared to death. <laughs> you were? I didn't know You that. and I driving down in your Honda. Oh, I just thought you were scared about how fast I was No, going. I was scared about you living. And then, of course, when you found the apartment, you didn't show us the back side of the apartment, which was really, you know, not very safe neighborhood and a fire escape that led right to your unlocked window. But, you know, I, that, Big Bad there's Hollywood. Only, there's only one way to sort of learn. That's right. And, you were strong. And, and you guys gave me, gave me the turn. Strong and intelligent and wise. And you made those decisions, and I couldn't be prouder. Thanks, Mom. And I, I love your love story, and I, I'm, I feel so fortunate that my parents are still married and we're about to celebrate a huge anniversary <laughs> and I love your love story Anna I love it Chris and I cool. oh yeah Chris yeah, and you and, and that beautiful baby and Sim's parents love story is amazing too they had an arranged marriage and they are more in love than most you know, That's see true. anybody that so you know all the, all the different ways we find love and now mom and dad I'm going to excuse you so you can look after Jack while we talk about raunchy stuff oh. <laughs> I love you oh Anna. not that raunchy mommy not that raunchy <laughs> not that raunchy mom, we're trying thank to you. we're trying to tame ourselves thank you darling <gasps> Mom, thank you. Thanks, Dad. I love you guys both. Love you, darling. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, everyone, tonight we have... The most amazing Allison Rosen, who has an incredible podcast, um, and she is my new best friend, as most of the world's, which makes, as a woman, makes me feel really good. Because <laughs> I don't know why, as women, we're so reluctant to, like, embrace each other, and that's sort of a sad state of affairs. It's hopefully changing because of people like you. Um, but here's how we were going to open it this is how um, unqualified we are. <laughs> I have my notes here. This is not probably how – I know this is not how you open your podcast. But what I wanted to ask you was um, – so 
we've we're very new at this, mm-hmm. very much amateurs, and it's been a learning curve, and maybe not even much of a curve because we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> but um, I wanted to ask you, having done your incredibly successful podcast for a long time now, what inspired you and what have you taken from it and what um, advice can you give us? My gosh, these are all really good questions. First of all, thank you so much for that super nice introduction and thank you for having me. And well, I forgot to mention to our audience how fucking hot you are. (laughs) (laughs) This just gets better and better. Um, I'm really excited to be here. So thank you so much. And also, I think that you're selling yourself short because your podcast is really good. And I know that you are saying you're unqualified um, and being, you know, honest about being new at it, but I was, I was actually thinking about this when I was listening. I forget specifically which episode it was, but I was thinking, even though you're saying that you don't really know what you're doing, there's a confidence and authority that you have that comes across. So I think you're doing really well so far. Well, that's, thank you. But that's part of the unqualified thing. Like only an egotistical person can say like, I'm going to do a podcast, (laughs) even though I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. That's everyone. I think who does podcasts. (laughs) Um, I've kind of always been fascinated by people and I've always wanted to get to who they are and, and to, to find out, you know, what's going on with them and to sort of talk about the real things. And I was a journalist for years. Uh, and I think that's where I really, um, got a lot of practice interviewing because I was interviewing all the time. And then I started doing, when I was living in New York, I started doing a web show and then I switched from doing this web series to doing a live streaming internet show. And that was called Alison Rosen is your new best friend. And I did that for a couple years and then I moved back to California and then started the show up as a podcast. So different format, but some of the same segments and sort of the same, the same music and the same feel. Um, but instead of having a bunch of guests, I would just have one and it was just a one-on-one interview. Uh, and then I added a second show a week. So there's, it comes out, there's the Monday show, which is a one-on-one interview and then Thursday show, which has a panel. Um, and I guess, sorry, this is all my roundabout way of trying to explain what inspires me. You want to hear this? Yeah. I think what inspires me is wanting to connect with people and, feeling like the more we talk about the stuff that we are uncomfortable talking about, the more healing it is because I think so many people walk around with shame and they walk around feeling different and feeling weird and feeling like they're the only ones who feel that way. And like, you know, Oh, I, why did I say that? That wasn't cool. That was lame. And what did that person think when that happened? And, and thinking that I feel like that's the human condition to feel a little bit off. I hope it is. Otherwise, I'm just the only one. You're the only one. <laughs> I'm the only one. No. Everyone else has it figured out. So yeah, I just like being able to connect with people and, and sort of sharing in what it means to be human. That was super, super pretentious, lofty answer. No, it was not pretentious. It was honest. And, I, and I, it actually makes me... Uh, I wanted to talk to you about this other element to this idea because what even though I'm very new and I have no idea what I'm doing on this podcast, but I'm loving it. It makes me feel, um, in contrast to when I do publicity for, and I wanted to talk to you about this, about Mm -hmm. like when, um, we do talk shows 99% of the time I like walk off the stage and I'm like, I, I'm just, it's done. Like I'm, I should just, I need to just walk off the cliff and uh, call it a day because I, I feel like I've either played a weird version of myself and I wish, you know, that I hadn't where I told a dumb story that didn't really even make sense and wasn't all that amusing. And I'm working on like making sure my leg cellulite isn't showing (laughs) and like, um, and the podcast has been a relief in that way mm-hmm. where I feel like this is an arena where I can be a little more honest. Which maybe the- comes from having the podcast and feeling like 
I've gotten validation and acceptance by just being myself. Uh, yeah, I feel I feel like um, it's given me um, a sense of control over over how like like where in all other p- publicity realm, whether you're doing interviews or talk shows or whatever, it's someone else has control over. Mm-hmm sort of who the your the presentation of who you are and the podcast has given me this feeling of like you know now I get to you know sort of unapologetically but I'm also actually really sorry everyone but um <laughs> but but present you know myself my true self uh, under my terms mm-hmm. and that feels incredibly liberating it's empowering and, yeah Chris and I talk about this a lot, my husband, because we become more and more agoraphobic. Yes. And, um, and so that's why in the weirdest way, even though, um, you know, I think what we have now, a hundred million listeners, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's but, going up as you speak. <laughs> it's like 200 million now, but there's this safety in being right here in my dining room and uh and still getting to kind of express myself but yeah we don't leave the house very much mm-hmm. but you're still a social person i mean people just come to you you won't leave the house but you'll invite people the, over the people the poor people <laughs> that care for me enough i'm like i feel like i'm in like hospice or something like <laughs> like the deer i've weeded out like a lot of people because they're just like, I always have to go see her. And even though I love them, they're gone now. (laughs) But because yeah, I, I, I have like, um, an increasing amount. And I, I think it's partly having a toddler. It's partly because of, you know, I feel like I get my picture taken as I'm like Mm -hmm. eating a chicken burrito at, you know, Paquita Moss or something. <sighs> it's embarrassing. And, um, or I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm never really in the tabloids, but if I am, it's like stars without makeup. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, uh, y- yeah, it's there. Uh, so I think too, uh, part of LA is, um, it's very hard to be spontaneous and it's, it, it requires, an effort to kind mm-hmm. of leave the house. Thank you for being here. Do you know what's going to happen here. after the podcast? I don't. Should we tell her now? Um, or should we keep it a surprise? We're going to tie you up <laughs> with a big, strong rope. This is not what I was expecting. Haul you up to my attic. This is why I don't leave the house. We'll give you uh, some blankets. <laughs> Perfect. We'll, we'll give you a couple raw potatoes. Wonderful. And we're just going to keep it there. She's, she keeps saying we. <laughs> I have nothing to do with this. And, and Mike as well. We have nothing no, to do with we, this. No, this is the muscle right here. <laughs> Mike and um, I, You know, also, I think being married, you can get away with being less social because you're not truly alone. I mean, I think for me, that's if I were single, that would be impetus to get out there more. Right. Whereas now I'm mm-hmm. like, I feel safe here in my pajamas with you and and I it's also want like, to go out there. the only reason to go out a lot when you're in LA is to like meet people if you're single you know what mm-hmm. I mean it's like I want to go out and flirt I want to go dance or whatever I was actually never that person no I wasn't either who goes out and dances in LA I don't know do people do that anymore? It's so funny you say that because my husband was just saying that last night. He was like, is there still a nightclub scene? I assume right. there must be. I don't know where maybe, it is. Maybe we're just, or at least I'm too old for that. I think I we're too old yeah. for it. We've just lost uh, 200,000 of our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> so wait, but but Anna, do you have a big group of friends now? No. No. And I never have. I've always had a pretty, um, like, three... Two, two or three really mm-hmm. close girlfriends. Do you and consider yourself? Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. That was all I was going to say. Do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? An extrovert. Um, well, I'm an introvert that's playing the character of an extrovert. Yes, I totally relate to that. Yeah, 
I totally relate to that. Like I'm outgoing. If there's a mic or if there's a camera or if I'm in, in any sort of professional capacity, I can be very outgoing, but genuine social interaction often I feel drained afterwards. Yeah. Um, and I've heard, I don't know if it's, I've heard the definition of introvert versus extrovert is how do you recharge your batteries? Like if you're an introvert, you have to sort of pull away from people uh, to recharge and to get your energy back versus extroverts get energy from being with other people. And my sister Mm -hmm. is, I think a true extrovert in that the idea of going for a couple of days without seeing anyone or just hanging out in her apartment, she would go nuts. She can't Mm -hmm. stand that. She needs to see people all the time. And I'm like, I I don't understand how you can do that. When I was a kid, I, my parents, my parents goal was for me to never lose my virginity. (laughs) And so I had a massive amount of like dental work, including headgear. Oh, wow. And during those, those years, oh boy. Um, I always imagined I was like, you know what? I'm going to go live in Yukon territory. I'm going to try to get like a green card to Canada or whatever and uh and live by myself in the middle of nowhere because that's where I would find happiness. And I and I really believed that. Like I I would spend a lot of time alone. I would write like long passages in my diary. Um and so it was so confounding that I wasn't very popular. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite show growing up, and I talk about this all the time, uh, was Facts of Life. And I really wanted to go to a boarding school. And there was something about that idea of being away from your parents, being around just, you know, a bunch of um, like that closeness with a bunch of girls that I really wanted. And when when I think about that, that's kind of what a sorority promises. Yet by the time I was in college, I was like, no, there's there's no part of me that would want to be in a sorority. Their personalities didn't necessarily there wasn't a forced conform in defense of facts of life <laughs> please <laughs> there wasn't a forced conformity that's true i mean we had joe mm-hmm. we had tootie blair right blair matt and Nat. Matt. i mean you couldn't add like four different personality right. types who was your favorite well everyone's favorite was joe Right, I cannot choose a favorite. Really, P- people have asked me before, and I just can't choose one. Joe, for sure. Nancy McKee, right. biggest crush on her growing Super up. Super, she's high great. Yep. I just think they're all great. <laughs> I just <Yeah>. really do. <laughs> Mindy Cohn follows me on Twitter. She followed me, and then she unfollowed me, and then she followed me again, and then she liked one of my tweets, sort of recently, and I've never. I've been on the receiving end of this before, but I've never done this before. I wrote to her and I said, thank you for liking my tweet. I'm a huge fan. And then she wrote back, ditto. (laughs) And I literally jumped in the air. I was holding my phone out, showing my husband and my feet left the ground. And I, I'm still on a high over the fact that Mindy Cohen is a fan of me and apparently a fan of my show which, of course, begs the question, why have I not tried to get her on? Right. That's going to ask I you. Know. She played Natalie, by the way, if yes. anyone's wondering. Yes. I think I'm, I'm just afraid, like, what if it doesn't go well? What if she doesn't want to talk about what I want to talk about? I don't know. She's just held such an important, mm-hmm. like, the, my, my Mount Rushmore, Blair, Joe, Natalie, and Tootie. <laughs> I'm, I don't want to fly that close to the sun. I have a, so, <laughs> similar. I, I, so, I had, my favorite actor growing up was uh, Conrad Bain. Ah. And and I've never been starstruck like I was Sim- when I saw I, Conrad I don't know Bain. Who that is. Conrad Drummond, Bain right? played Mr. Drummond on on Different Strokes. And by the way, so Miss Garrett was on both shows. Yes, I think, it was a I think Facts of Life was a spinoff it of was. Different Strokes. Right. Our, by the way, your audience has no idea what you're talking about <laughs> at all. Um, but when I saw him at a Mexican restaurant once, I just I just like kind of, I just didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. I just, I literally I was with my buddy Mark, and we were just like I, we were both so starstruck. We're like that's. Conrad Bain. Did you talk to him? No, I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. So I think that the people that are, that you're super into when you're young, like just always are, um, I don't know. You get very starstruck by them. What were you into? Anna. Anna. Oh, Sorry. Uh, golden girls. Um, 
and my mom didn't let us watch a lot of television. In fact, she would check, like back in the box television days, Mm -hmm. she would check to see if it was warm (laughs) when we would, you know, when she would come home. But um, I'm I have a I have a reality um, program starstruck problem. Who? Well, back I don't know. It was a few years ago. I saw the situation. <laughs> Mike, and, Mike, the situation is it Sorrentino. Yes, and I, I started trembling, and I like, grabbed Chris's arm like a witch, <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's, a, "It's a situation right there, right there." Can we? Can we go up? And meanwhile, it's like GQ Man of the Year party, so there's lots of incredible stars all around and but uh man sometimes it's it's just there's no rhyme or reason to who tugs at your you know starstruck heart what (laughs) what was it about the situation that you love so much well it was during the jersey shore heyday Mm -hmm. but i loved that they were um they sort of created kind of a family unit in a in a weird way. They would mm-hmm. have like Sunday Italian dinner. <laughs> like they had these weird morals, like a like or like at least a sense of family code that you wouldn't have expected for a group of you know strangers. And they would all look out for each other. Yeah. They would all get wasted. Sure, they would all fight, but they had the Sunday dinner. Like I couldn't. And they would all cook. Like it was yeah. truly sort of. I wanted. They would work out together. They would do laundry together. Yeah, they would tan, tan together. together. <laughs> <laughs> but but just the idea of, um, I mean, growing up in Seattle, that is so foreign to me. That whole thing, anyway. Um, and uh, that's you know, kind of. It's like you would have, like you were saying, you would have wanted to be in a sorority. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I never wanted to admit that to myself because I wanted to be a hard, cynical person, but it turns out I'm not. (laughs) I remember being disturbed by Sammy and Ronnie's relationship. I didn't watch all the seasons of Jersey Shore, oh, yeah. but that was pretty uh, pretty rough, it's right? It's true. You have you have very good reason to be disturbed. <laughs> Did he destroy her bed or step on her glasses or there was uh, some put her bed on the balcony? Oh, Something. Ronnie. <laughs> yeah. he, he, you're Something right. Crazy. Ronnie dip bed on the balcony. Well, you know what? If Chris ever leaves me, I want to run straight either into the situations or Ronnie's or anyone from Jersey Shore, wow. whether they were on the show or not right into their arms if they will take me hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Oh, that's why I'll be. I think we should have a caller. Oh. The situation on the podcast, but we should have a caller. We'll love that. Hello, Ashley. Yes. Hi, you're on. You're on unqualified, and I'm sitting here with Anna Ferris and Allison Rosen is also here with us. How are you? Hi, Ashley. Hi. It's Anna. How Hi. are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Wait, where are you? I am about to walk out to my car. 
So I'm walking outside for just a moment, and then I will be in my quiet car. Okay, but in, in what state is this car? <laughs> are, so you're, I, I'm, I'm, I take it you're trying to be alone, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, so wait, but uh, what state do we... She's in New Jersey. Okay. Is it freezing yes. there, Ashley? I'm in New Jersey with my nosy boyfriend. So <laughs> oh, I can't it. hear. <laughs> so, Ashley, I think many women will relate to your question. So you want to know if it's time to give your boyfriend of seven years the ultimatum. So give us some exactly. background. Give us some background here. Um, we have been together since 2009. We met in college. And Brian and I are very happy. Um, like, we have we have a great relationship, and everybody always tells us that. Um, and I picked up all my stuff from where I lived before and moved myself from Pennsylvania to New Jersey. Um, it's like three years ago. We've had, like, an apartment already. We bought a house. We have a dog. Um, you know, our friends all started to get engaged now, and I'm pretty much the last one standing, and he hasn't asked me yet. So now I'm in a position where I'm not sure if it's something that I want to give him an ultimatum now. Oh, man. This is like the woman's dilemma. Mm-hmm. Every I bet every female that's listening can relate on some level to this. And it sort mm-hmm. of seems like there's a window where if it doesn't happen in the first X amount of years of relationship, then it might not happen for a while. And I don't know why that is, but I've heard of that story so many times. Um, do you, Ashley, do you have a sense of why he isn't uh, proposing or, or what, what his, if he has hesitation, what that is about? Um, I'm not sure. We've talked about it before and he always says, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm ready for this. And yes, of course we're going to spend the rest of our lives together, you know? So I, I don't know if it's him just being lazy, honestly, and not trying to make a plan of how to propose. Is he that's, where he wants to be in his career? Because I think a lot of times men put marriage after the career goal. And if they're not there yet, then they're like, I can't think about that till I achieve this. Mm-hmm. Um, no, because he owns his own business, actually, with his brother. So they're pretty much set. And older brother, be, younger brother. Hmm. Um, an older brother. He's he's the youngest of three. Oh boy, a younger sibling <laughs> is, and I say this: I am a younger sibling, but hard. They're a little harder to pin down. <laughs> but um, okay, so he and he knows that you would like to be engaged. Oh, he knows. <laughs> he knows. Yes. What does he say when you talk about it? Um, you know, a lot of times he wants to brush it off, not really talk about it. I, I think we've talked about it a lot, and I kind of tried to back away because I thought maybe I was pushing him, mm-hmm. you know, where he didn't want to be pushed. So I try to not talk about it as much anymore. Um, yeah, but it's still just it hasn't happened, and he knows that I'm ready for it, and he knows it's something that I definitely really want. I don't know. How old are you? How old are you guys? Um, twenty-seven, both of us. So you're still pretty young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm wondering, is there a way? Uh, and I don't know if you have this ability, but if is there a way that you could take like a a trip with your girlfriends? And the reason, okay, let me. I'm going off what seems like a tangent, but it is relevant. Um, okay. where you could, I don't know what your finances are, but if you could take, um, a road trip with a couple girlfriends, make him feel like without, without being overt about it, but make him feel, um, like you are also independent and okay. not, um, necessarily, even though you want the sense of security as most reasonable people do. Um, but I wonder if there's a way that you could sort of, um, back away from any kind of marriage talk 
talk about doing something extensive with your friends or doing some things that you would like to cross off your bucket list, like, I don't know, go like a quick trip to New York by yourself or something where you are exerting uh, a sense of independence because then that may trigger in his mind, like without you doing anything that, you know, without like you cheating on him or anything, but maybe that will start to, I don't, I don't want you to freak him out, but maybe that could give him a little bit of a, you know, what do they call it? A little fire. No, but I think you're right. I think if he is like, even if it's not a conscious thought, just even feels for a second, like, Oh wait, she might not always be here. That might make him step up a little more. Yeah. Yeah, because guys are um, idiots. <laughs> and sorry, Sim, but but I think that there is value in um, a guy missing somebody and thinking like, oh, okay, well, this person I didn't realize quite how much I depended on them. Do you guys live together? Yes. Yeah. They, you, they, you guys own a house together, right? Yeah, we own a house together. Yeah. Yeah, so I I think that maybe you could gently tell him, honey, um, I know, you know, we spend so much time together and I love you so much, but I I really, it's always been my dream to go to so-and-so, wherever, whether it's even by yourself. And even though you would want him there with you, do Mm -hmm. something alone Mm -hmm. that makes him miss you. And it makes him feel like, like where's, oh, Sim is totally disagreeing with me. But I feel like then he would be alone in your house and feel like, well, what is this? This feels lonely. And mm-hmm. who's, who's like taking care of, no, Sim totally disagrees. Okay. What do you, what do you think? I, I, I mean, I'm 27 and, and if I was 27 and, um, my living girlfriend of seven years decides to go on a weekend trip with her girlfriends, I'll be like, fuck yeah, go, have a great time. I'm going to invite my buddies. We're going to, you know, play poker, get drunk, do something, you know, and it'll be great for both of us. I'll, I would be excited about it because then, I know so, she's going to come right back. But, so maybe that's great. But what I'm saying is the house is going to come, like she's going to come back. The house is a fucking shit mess. And he's going to look around and be like, oh, yeah, I did fucking forgot to take the garbages out on the and and don't punish him for any of those things. But I think that I don't think he'll immediately go to, oh, I should marry you now. No, I agree with you. But I do think that uh, a man gets used to take being taken care of. And so when like why marry when everything's already set that's how he's feeling right now right i feel like he's in a place like you know what this is working out great i so, love the way why and exactly. we're both 27 why should we even who like right now it'll it'll happen when it happens um ashley let me ask you this have you ever asked him straight up when do you think we're going to get married and what did he say when you asked him that if you asked him that um i asked him that maybe i think maybe before the new year some point towards like the end of last year and he said sometime in the next few years is usually his answer. Okay. Like very um, not specific. <laughs> so you guys you guys would both be 30. Is that – so I guess part of it has to do with the fact that you've been together for seven years. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I'm also thinking 27 is also really young. I wasn't ready to get married at 27, not even close. I did get married at 27, and it did not end as well as I thought. <laughs> well, it ended. <laughs> but but I do think maybe I think that Sim is on to something. But here's the thing is that people, women, at least, you know, some people want to know what the plan is. And... There's validity in that. That that's an okay feeling to, you know, to have. I think have. he has a plan. I think he loves her, and I think he wants to get married to her eventually. And I think they are already um, building a life together. They bought a house together. Things are great in their relationship. She just doesn't have a ring yet. Yeah, it sounds like he just wants mm-hmm. it to be on his timetable. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but I'm. I feel like it's difficult to be in a relationship where y- you want to feel like you're a catch, and you want to feel like <coughs> you know I could potentially leave this situation and marry someone else and you know and so she's she her the relationship right now is on his it's on his timetable absolutely and that's not necessarily fair to her it, it it isn't and but that's why she i think that's why she wants to know is it time for her to give him the ultimatum and but that might freak him out and he and she may lose him because of it I also don't want to give an ultimatum because I, that's not how I want to get engaged. You know, I don't want it to right. be, okay, mm-hmm. well, you don't want to force this ring or I'm leaving. Right. right. That's not what it's supposed to be about at all. Right. That's so. not romantic at all. That- for, for the record, my parents' engagement story involves an ultimatum my dad gave my mom. And it's this funny shared story <laughs> they have. And it wasn't until I was an adult that I'm like, well, that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> Actually, I hope it's okay to swear. Um, but oh, of so if it, I'm not advocating either way, but I'm just saying if there was an ultimatum involved, it, you guys would find a way for it to be like this cute shared thing that happened. But I agree that it's, it's not ideal. It's not how anyone imagines it happening. And also mm-hmm. maybe, I mean, engagements can last a long time for as long as anyone wants. That's true. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you could be honest with him and, and just say, listen, part of my makeup is I just want to know where things are going. And I want to know if we are headed towards marriage. And maybe that's in four years or whatever, but I, I, need, I need to know this. Otherwise... Mm-hmm. Because I, I've got a timeline that I, I, I don't think avoid. Ashley would be happy with that answer, though. I think she wants to get married now. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ashley, but you want to be engaged soon, right? Definitely, yes. Okay, so if he said, yeah, we're going to get married in four years, you would not be happy with that, would you? I would be upset with that answer, yes. Okay. Yeah. I would say if it's not in the next year, I'd be very upset. Okay. <laughs> can I – this is probably the wrong question to ask, but can I ask why? Because I'm someone who, after I got, I was already living um, with my boyfriend. We got married. Things are great. But I was like, not very much has changed. Marriage Mm -hmm. doesn't feel that different. And especially if you've been together that long. Yeah, I don't, I think he doesn't think it's going to be that different either, though. Like, we've talked about that. Like, we're practically already married and, you know. We come home to each other every night and it's just the two of us and we don't go out as much as we used to and we stay in more, the two of us. And um, So I, I don't know. <laughs> but I will say that I think, and I wish this wasn't the case, but because I, I view the our conventional idea of marriage as pretty archaic, but mm-hmm. it what it does mean is that people in your life – respect your relationship in a different way for, you know, like, yeah, that's a big part for me. And and I wish that I really wish that it wasn't the case because Mm -hmm. like, I wish the state wasn't involved and whatever, but whatever those issues aside, we have, especially as women, a ton of social pressure with the idea of marriage and, Mm -hmm. um, and people, there's a difference when you introduce your partner to friends as this is my boyfriend, as opposed to this is my husband. And, and that you can't help but feel the different level of respect. And, you know, granted some women, what, like, whatever, it's still, there's still infil- infiltratability. Do you think that's a word? Mm. <laughs> I think it should be. It might be. <laughs> it makes sense. Um, that, that can happen, but it really is a different thing when, even though you feel married and your partner's like, we basically are married, there's still that social effect of 
of people respecting your relationship in a different way. You're right. And I bet, Ashley, I bet you get this all the time. I bet people, your friends, family, they're always saying, why aren't you guys married yet? Right. Why is he taking so long? And I bet you've gotten to the point where you're just sick of hearing that, right? If I hear it, I think the next person that asks me when Brian is going to propose to me, I might just like punch them in the face because (laughs) I just don't want to hear it. It's not... I, I don't I don't even have an answer for it anymore because like I, I just don't know. I hopefully soon I don't know. This is why I'm saying are you in a uh like a profession where you could take like a week um, by yourself? I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher, so I could find a, over a break or something, definitely. Because I think that that might be really empowering for you. And and it will truly yeah. kind of scare the shit out of them if you're like mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to leave for a week. I just have to do a little bit of, you know, I want to, I want to do some traveling by myself and, and I really think you should, even though you'll miss him like crazy and you'll want to call him every night. And I imagine you like driving across like the New Mexico desert, but, um, Mm -hmm. but I think that in, I think it's important for him to miss you and, so you're saying little contact or no contact? I'm saying like here and there, not not to be like I'm shutting you out, but like I need to do something for myself for a minute. Okay. Because he's been doing something for himself for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he needs to he needs to miss her without her being passive aggressive, but he needs to miss her and and think like, "Oh, okay, so this is what it's like to be at the house alone." Oh, okay. So, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's, that's my advice, but, but it's painful because what you really want to do is go on a road trip with him as your husband. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also wondering, do you guys want kids? Yes. Yeah, we both do. Do you know when you want kids? I mean, I want kids maybe around the time I'm 30, you know, between 30 and 35. But um, I've got a, you know, my family's pretty traditional, and I, I need, I need a wedding, I need to a marriage first, you mm-hmm. know, before yeah. I want kids. Yeah, and that's smart. That's smart. But I, so you know, maybe that has something to, right? You know, maybe he f- feels afraid of that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ashley, I have a question for you. I mean, you know your husband. I mean, your boyfriend. Excuse me, really well. <laughs> Um, let's say you did give him the ultimatum. What do you think he would say? What do you think? How do you think he would feel? Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I think he would be very upset by that. Okay. Do you I think, think he would like I don't think it's something you? he would like. I, and I also, I kind of, I don't think he would take it seriously because I, I think he knows that I, I don't know if I could ever actually really leave, you know, mm. um, I, I don't, and I don't want to leave. I, I, this is what I want. So it's hard. I think, I think it's important that you make him miss you, even if it's okay. for just a weekend. See the other yeah. option, which is what I would do, except I think it wouldn't be, I think Anna's idea is probably going to be more effective. Like I know it would be, but the other option would be just talk to him and just really make it clear that this is like very important to you. And I mean, not an ultimatum, but just feel like, I, have you let him know how important it is to you? Cause it sounds like if he's kind of brushing it off or laughing it off, he's not really hearing you. Mm-hmm. No, I could definitely, have a serious conversation with him about it. But that could also like, that's what I would do because it's just easier (laughs) 
than booking a trip. And I would probably be like, if I can't be totally honest, then what's the point? But at the same time, I don't know that that wouldn't backfire. There are a lot of negatives in that sentence. That might backfire if you do that because he might be like, oh, I can't stand this pressure. I don't know. What do you guys mm-hmm. think? I think it's all about timing. I think you're Allison. You're completely right. Um, but it has to be at a time when he's not feeling completely beat from work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it has to be at a time when, you know, like post sex or like some, like something <laughs> where like it, it's all about <laughs> timing. Receptive. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. We see right through that, by the way. You do? I know. Like, what do you mean? Like, give us an example, Sim. Like asking for something or, you know. Af- right after sex? Mm-hmm. Like what? I don't know. Give us an it example. Could be anything. It so could wait. Be anything. So a girl is at sex with you. Mm-hmm. And right afterwards, she's like, I really wanted that coat. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Right. That would be the perfect time to ask. <laughs> and did you get her like would you would you succumb to the did you buy a, a coat after sex <laughs> <laughs> probably at some point in my life <laughs> a postquital coat <laughs> i've never i've never i'm yeah. not good at that kind of good thing. i'm happy you're not that's so good that's thing. why I'm, like my solution is like run away for a while and let him miss you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that I want would to. be effective. I think I'm going to do that. Yeah. You think it's fine? I think it, no, no, no. I think it would be effective. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think he needs to remember her value. Yeah. I well, agree with that. Sometimes the only way to do that is by dis- disappearing. No, y- yeah. Yeah. Or okay. just like, you know, do, doing something that's very independent without him. And mm-hmm. it's, but the, the thing that sucks is that, like I was talking about before, is that, it's lonely and it is painful and you do things like, you know, going to the Grand Canyon or whatever, and you really want to share it with the person that you love. But mm-hmm. it's important that it's important to re- just, it sucks that to remind a partner of your value that mm-hmm. it also requires sacrifice on your part. You know what I'm saying? But you'll come back mm-hmm. stronger because oh, you will yeah. have connected with yourself. Oh yeah, and while you're gone, so happy and that's good to see you. Do you have any op- like ideas of where Ashley could go? Ashley, where are you again? New Jersey. New Jersey. Oh, okay, doesn't Chicago. To, doesn't, Chicago. Go like go to the art museums at Chicago, and like I mean, okay. they're amazing. There's all those gorgeous Van Goghs there, like. Like plan something that's you don't have any kids. You will not be able to do that kind of thing when you have kids, and mm-hmm. you're a teacher, so you do get that spring break thing off. Yes, I do. Yep. So I yep. would plan at you know what? Way better idea. Cabo. <laughs> Cabo. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, though, like bring a ton of great books that maybe you know, like good beach books. Um, and chill and like go into town and buy like some junky jewelry and some, I don't know, experience, like have an experience by yourself. So you remember the perspective of who you are independently without him. And then also in turn, he will miss you. He'll be totally confused about why you want to do this. But I think you can just say to him, listen, um, I hope we have a future together, but I also want to do a couple things before maybe that happens. So okay. you you got to play a hard game. Yep. Ashley, do you think we helped you? Yes, definitely. Thank you for your help. Oh, thanks for calling in. Thank you so much. And, and if you need a Cabo partner, I would love to be with you. <laughs> I would and, love and that. Keep us updated. You know, send us an email. We'd love to hear yeah, what's going on. I, yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. Thank you. We love you. Good Best night. of luck. Good night. That's a tough situation. It's really tough. Oh, my God. I just think it's so interesting that your instinct is 
to I, I don't want to call it playing a game because that's not it no it's your instinct is strategic whereas mine is just be honest be, yeah but but i think it's because i don't have the like intestinal fortitude to do the strategic things and i always think it would have been in my life better if i did i'm just like really like i'm not good at surprise parties i'm not, i'm not good at any i don't, I don't have a poker face i'm no, very like all my emotions though. are on my face no, but I do think that she cannot wait around for him at, or well, there's, yeah, there's him. no impetus and for him to do it right now. Be annoyed with her for the rest of his life. Yeah, and so she has to she has to be become re become sexy to him, mm-hmm. and that means being like I'm an independent woman. I still am a catch. Yeah. And I, th- I think that I didn't want to say this before, although of course she's going to listen to this and <laughs> this might bump some people out. When I hear that a couple has been together for that long and there's no proposal, I get like a uh-oh feeling. Do you also? Totally. Okay. Cuz I know a lot of people who were together for 10 years, 7 years, 8 years and then broke up and then the next relationship they were in was the one. Well, actually my husband was in a 7-year relationship before me and there was a, you know a few years Whoa. in between. But, and then also I know someone else who was in like a 10 year relationship and then broke up and then met the woman that became his wife right away. And I don't know, like that always raises flags to me, mm-hmm. except that they're young. That's what I'm saying. They're both 27 yeah. and they, that's all they know. I mean, they probably met in college mm-hmm. and, and so, and you grow up a lot every, every couple of years, at least guys do. I mean, I'm the, I was a different person at 27 than I was at 30 and then at 32. Right. You know, it's so, and he's, he's been going through those changes. I know women mature at a much younger, quicker, faster clip than men. You know, that's just a fact, at least Mm -hmm. from what I've noticed. So um, maybe he's he's not there maturity-wise. He's just not there yet. She's been there for a while. Right. And he's not there yet. And hopefully they'll, you know, get there together at some point. Um, All right. I I will... What what are you guys doing? Don't worry about it. Passing notes. (laughs) Notes are being passed. <laughs> Allison, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really enjoyed it. You have been our best advice giver, and I can't thank you enough. I and don't believe that, but thank you. <laughs> you have an amazing podcast. Um, Allison Rosen is my new best friend. Is your new best friend, which is what you just said. Well, I was hoping. Yeah, you're, you're personalizing <laughs> it. Possessive. <laughs> um, but thank you again for thank being here. Thank you for having me. And uh, I hope you come back. And I really would love to come on your show. I would love to have you anytime you want to come on. Oh. And if people are wondering where they can, can I plug my podcast? Oh, please. Wondering where to find my podcast, go to my newly designed, redesigned website, alisonrosen.com. There's just one L in Allison. Um, you can blame my parents for that. And you can find me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Um, you can also find me on iTunes, itunes.com slash Allison Rosen. I love you. I love you. Anna, your, your turn to plug Okay, plug yes. Our uh, podcast. Please subscribe to Anna Ferris is Unqualified on iTunes. Um, and also, I, I did want to say the weird, awkward thing about having Allison Rosen on our podcast tonight was she came completely naked. <laughs> and Was that the wrong call? Should I not have done that? No, no. It was beautiful. You have an incredible body. I just want to be honest. Um, Really honest. Yeah, you were honest (laughs) and open. Um, But if you, I know it got a little cold outside. Mm -hmm. So if you want to borrow a robe or anything, (laughs) I will totally. And I got to tell you, your tits fucking rock. (laughs) <laughs> thank you good night sweet listeners and don't forget if you like the podcast please uh give us a nice review we'd really appreciate it thank you so much good night <laughs>